Well, your Thanksgiving looks pretty good, too. It was yummy. I wanted to come to your place for pie. <laughs> pie was amazing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, My Thanksgiving was a month ago, so, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. It was nice. Now I have Christmas to look forward to instead. Christmas. Ugh, so yeah. much to do before then. <laughs> I got Ryan and Danielle and and Ella, I think, a really cool Christmas present for the whole family. Aww. And since oh, they won't hear this until after Christmas, I can tell you what it is. I got okay, them the first it? illustrated Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. That's oh, really want... nice. That sounds nice. And I didn't have to I bought myself a Christmas present. Does that count? I've bought myself a whole bunch of very expensive Christmas presents, all D&D books that I haven't been able to use. I need to do something about this this addiction okay. I have. Yeah, so the thing I want is on Etsy. Do you have to have an account to get an Etsy stuff, or can you do it sans account? I think you, you don't have to have one. Account. You can just pay for it. Oh, good. You just have to have a I PayPal found something or a credit card. The, or the messenger bag. Those are really cool. I really want one. For, where did you find the messenger bag? From Sam's Club. No, it's it's a Slytherin it messenger bag. One. It's on Etsy. Well, they've, they've got one for each, each house, but yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we had a uh, ducky for Thanksgiving. Oh, yes, how was it? How was the duck? Uh, we didn't much like it. <laughs> it's it's greasy. Is it gamey too? Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was it was too gamey. Mm-hmm. It you know it it all depends and it, it depends on what the duck's eating. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's any kind of game meat. Okay. It's what um. How is that different from a turkey, though? How do, um, why do goose and duck taste different than turkeys? Because what the things we do to turkeys? Well, because well, all the turkeys are grain fed in. Yeah. If you, have you ever had wild turkey and not and not no. the alcohol. Yeah. wild turkey? <laughs> not the which is my favorite, by the way. <laughs> if anybody wants to get me a present, yeah. all turkeys and wild turkey's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I like to see the turkeys in the wild without them getting shot. Well, I mean, wild wild turkey, it's it's gre- is it is greasier too. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. So like, I had a very interesting discussion with a four year old today. Oh, oh that's she, always interesting. She came to school and she was going on and on about buffalo, the buffalo uh, this and the buffalo that, and on and on and on. So we're at breakfast, and she's pretending to be a buffalo. She's, I, I'm like, all right, no more buffaloes in class. you got to wait till we go outside because you're knocking things over. and you know. So She's saying, like a herd of buffaloes. Yeah, she's telling me that the <laughs> buffalo live in the forest. And I'm like, no, buffalo live on the plains. And then she said, the cows are afraid of them. And I'm like, did you see them at your house? And she said, yeah, teacher, there were a lot of them, too. I said, I don't think they're buffalo. I think they're elk. And her little face lit up. She's like, yeah, that's what they are. They scared the cows. <laughs> so apparently they had a huge herd of elk go in the pasture across the street from them and just freaked everything out. And she, Why did she get buffaloes? I have no idea. But she just knew they were buffalo. And that's what she was talking until I finally was like, no, I think it was elk. So, but it was really funny because uh-huh. it took me some time to figure out what, you know, what she was talking about. But when she started saying she'd seen them at her house, I was like, yeah, no, you live near me and there aren't any buffalo close by. So, <laughs> but yeah, before I they, suppose the males are called bulls. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before they built the houses, you know, built up this area so much before we actually bought the house, herds of elk went through our property all the time. 
We've never seen them on our property, but they used to. And she's just one road over from us, so that was that was my excitement. Well, that's neat. Yeah. Could be a moose. <laughs> we don't have moose out here. I swear I saw a moose when I was a child. And and it was not. But the moose that I remember seeing was in a creek, and I was in a canoe, not on the railroad tracks. So there you go. <laughs> there was a moose in a canoe. No, no we were in the canoe. Was in the canoe. Moose was in the creek. Oh, and you were in the canoe. Okay, I was in the canoe. That makes more sense. I was just thinking of seeing a moose paddling down in the canoe. I'm like, interesting. <laughs> Well, you know, they just sort of straddle it with their, put their feet in the water and paddle with their feet and just float down. It works really well. I could probably oh, see oh. Bullwinkle doing that, but uh-huh. I don't think most kinds of moose would manage it. Oh, probably not. It would work as a logo, though. Mm-hmm. Up Moose Creek without a, cra- without a paddle. <laughs> yep. Oh, moose goodness. paddling a canoe. Mm. little Canadian flag, probably, because for some reason moose are... Canadian. One of the things they like to use. There's beavers and moose. I don't know. And they put them all in little mounty uniforms or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, the Canadian... What? <laughs> when you come into, like, um, if you land in an international airport or something, they have yeah. all these little stuffed animals of... Like, the beaver makes sense because that's our national animal, but they'll also okay. do it with moose or, like, teddy bears. And then one, sometimes they just have them that are just, you know, a fuzzy little bear or whatever, because we have a lot of bears around, but they also like to dress them up in mountie uniforms. I was going to say, I've seen, I've seen that before. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then there'll be all sorts of like maple shaped things, whether or not there's actually maple in them and, you know, stuff like that. Sort of like our friend Scott, who's maple flavored. No, I'm still not. <laughs> I don't even have any like maple soap or anything. Oh, well, that sounds heavenly. Maple soap? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm just afraid a bunch of fire ants are going to come get me. <laughs> I suppose that could be a hazard. I don't know. Yeah, well, we don't have fire ants, so we'd be all right with that. I stepped on a nest once when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That does not sound exciting to me. No, it wasn't. And then Dad hosed me down. That's the best way to do. Yeah. Now, my trick, well, my brother, actually, he had the best trick. He fell down the, we had this pretty steep hill behind our house. Yeah. And we were in tumbleweed country. And so the Um, tumbleweeds had blown into uh, like a embankment or a crevice in the the mountain. And he Mm -hmm. fell into them. Oops. And came out just covered in thorns. Oh, dear. And Dad just had to take the pliers to him. Mm, doesn't ow. sound like fun. No. That happened to my cousin once, except it was the cactus in his parents' house. He was yeah. like a year and a half old, and it just, like, fell on his head, and my aunt had to sit there. And Can someone send me the link for the story? Uh, I have it open. Just a second. You're no okay. fun. <laughs> Wait. Oh, my God. A cactus. I can only just imagine. Oh no! Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen a. Ca- I've never seen a cactus. That's something that's a thing I need to do in my life. Oh, see a real cactus, not like a little baby cactus, like I've seen. Yeah, and seen the tiny ones in pots. But yeah, I've been to Arizona and seen the great big ones. But in the same place where my brother fell into the tumbleweeds, my stepmother decided that she was going to make a cactus garden in the back corner of the yard, and I said, 
Well, I'll go out into the hill and I'll dig you up a cactus. That'll be fun. <laughs> this does not sound. And I was really smart about the whole thing. I, I went out with my shovel and a wagon so I wouldn't have to touch it. And I dug all around it and I made sure I didn't touch anything until I got it un, you know, the roots unburied. And then I reached yeah. down and picked it up by the roots. Yeah. They have oh, thorns on the roots too. Oh. Yeah. Those little hair like itty bitty things you can't see, not but you can see. feel. Oh. It was not smart. And you know, how was I to know that they would be yeah. on the roots? I mean, that made no sense. I would never have thought it would be on the roots. No. No. Well, I did get a bunch of burrs in my hair this weekend. Did you? What, oh. were, you, what were you doing? That, do we want well, to know what you were doing? <laughs> Nothing that interesting. <laughs> okay, just thought I'd ask. On, Thanks- on Thanksgiving, because I knew I was going to go up to my parents and wasn't going to be home pretty much all weekend and stuff. Uh, before before I went up, Ark and I got up early enough, and I told him, I'm like, the leaves need to be raked. And so I was, I was raking and he was raking and we were dumping it over the hill and I was trying to get it out of a really big garbage can so I can dump it over the hill. Mm. And I thought I was being smart and I didn't see like there was a bunch of like burrs things. Mm. You know how they're sticky and, and everything. It got into my hair. I was mm. like, I had a whole bunch of them like, oh my God. But luckily enough, they were really easy to get out if you had a brush that's full of hair. And it just oh. like stuck to the hair. It just stuck, stuck to, to the hair stuck. and it came right out. In the brush. Sense. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, because <laughs> I was trying to do it like by hand. And I was no, just those things hurt when you try to pull them out with your fingers. Oh yeah. They get stuck in your fingers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alex brings them to bed with him. Oh, lovely. Not so much. Well, yeah. Oregon Christian, since they uh, go out hunt and everything else. So yeah, it's hunting season here. So. Oh, yeah. The little girl decided that she she was talking to the little boy next to her, and she said, when we get a little bigger, you can come over, and we'll go shoot him in the butt. We'll go hunting and shoot him in the butt. And he just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yes, hon? I have to enter a code in the box so I can watch all episodes on Fox. Uh-huh. You're not doing it now. It's almost 10 o'clock. You're going to go to bed. You've got school tomorrow. Okay. All right. Nice try. <laughs> Oh, dang, I thought we were going to get your code. I don't know what the code you're actually talking about. <laughs> What's he watching on Fox? I have no idea. Well, he was watching, like, I think it's called American Grit, and these mm. people doing survival things. I don't know. Like, oh, honestly, it looks kind of cool, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Well, I suppose that we should go. My mother and I are, uh, uh, what's it called, where you sit and watch TV the same show over and over again until you get to the whole season. Oh, you were <coughs> binge watching. Thank you. We are binge watching a show and last night we didn't do it. We watched like four episodes and it was nine o'clock and I'm like, I have to go to bed. And she's like, yeah, but there's one more loaded. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. So tonight as I was coming over, she said, does this mean we can't watch an episode tonight? And I said, well, if we can get done early enough, we'll watch one. So. <laughs> We have to get yeah, that early. Um, so I bi- I been I binged watch. Um, I have Netflix, so I binged watched. Um, what is it? Stranger Things. Mm, okay. That's a good one. That, that, that's actually good. I I don't binge. I'm actually not a big binge watcher, Mm-mm. but that one I was like, yeah, that that was pretty good. This one's really yeah, I've got fun. It's uh, called A Place to Call Home, and it's sort of the Australian Downton Abbey, but in the 1950s. 
Okay. Oh, from okay. The 1950s. Makes sense. Huh. And uh, it's really good. And I've actually had to pay for the episodes because it's not uh-huh. on Netflix, of course. Oh. Uh-huh. So I've spent almost $40 watching three seasons. It's terrible. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. when Grandma's you think of what Netflix you pay to get a DVD version so. of it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what the library's for, except you have to wait. Oh, that's awesome. I caught up on Blindspot yesterday. I was only going to watch a few of them because I was a ways behind, but mm. I got to the end of where they are now. And, of course, it's a cliffhanger, and they're not doing any more until January. But Yes, yeah, it's uh, Ashley's home. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I well. binged Gilmore Girls, and I want to kick something. <laughs> yes, I've seen some of your comments about that. It was bad. It was awful. Ryan said that uh, he liked it better the second time through. Ugh. I think he watched it by himself, and then he watched it with Danielle. I did. They could have. <laughs> they could have cut out like eighty percent of the episodes. Mm. It was just. It was too much of stuff that didn't matter. Hmm. I wonder if anybody's going to make a fan of it. Probably. Probably. It'll be like two minutes long. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never, I never watched that. No, I didn't either. Although I did watch one episode while I was at Ryan and Danielle's, I think. <laughs> like I watch it and I'm like, okay, it's the same damn thing. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm a really bad person to watch episode, like watch, like watch a show. The only thing I kind of like watched religiously <laughs> was, um, it's it's and I don't and I don't watch real, reality TV that much, but it's um oh it's it was with Henry Winkler and Bradshaw and George Foreman and uh, William Shatner and they went to Asia. Oh my god, it was the funniest fucking thing I ever saw. I I was laughing so hard that I was crying, <laughs> and it was just like so sweet. Like, it wasn't, like, mean or vicious or anything like that, but it was awesome. That's good. Now, speaking yeah. of pop culture stuff, why the hell is everybody dying? Like, I everybody know, is dying this year. I was very sad. sad to see Mr. Glass. Yeah. All right. Who is that? Are, are you looking it up, too? I'm on IMDb, but I don't have any idea what I'm looking for. It's not Parks and Rec, Arrested Development, Hero Factory? Should I say who died? Are you died? trying to remember it's, what he was on? Yeah, she, we, I we have no clue. Firefly. I'm just looking. What? Firefly, yeah. But what was we the other big one? Firefly. No, 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 no. The Henry Winkler thing that, that oh. Oh, Trisha was just talking about. Um, Better late than never, I think it's called. But who's, who who died? Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free. Shepard Book from Firefly, and then he played some other well-known. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, he was on. Wasn't wasn't he on Cincinnati? That show, he was the on, radio show. He was on Barney Miller. I don't think he was on oh, WKRP. That's the other one. Cincinnati. Was he on WKRP? I don't think so. Okay, I got the wrong guy. Never mind. I don't they, know. They I mean, not, I know who he is on Firefly. They did mention the him on that. Let's see. Is it Ron or Roy? Ron? Ron Glass? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's because was, they won't be going back and doing in-between episodes now. He oh, was wow. on Agents of the S.H.I.E.L.D. for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for an episode. Oh, cool. The new Odd Must have been after I stopped watching. Yeah, it was just one episode, and it was just a, a bit part, I think. Mm-hmm. Friends, Teen Angel, Mr. Rhodes. Uh, I know who, I, yeah, I know yeah, who he Barney is. Barney Miller. 
but I don't see him on uh, WKRP. Am I wrong, or is that the same name as the guy, uh, the guy that NPH plays in whatever the heck that show is, How I Met Your Mother? That's Barney Stinson. Oh. <laughs> Close, but no. <laughs> Barney Miller was a cop show when I was a little girl, so 40-some-odd uh. years ago. Actually, it went from 1975 to 1982. It was on that long? Yep. Hmm. Impressive. Mm-hmm. I've heard the name before, because I guess it was well-known, but I don't really know anything about it. I wasn't expecting him to be a person on it. Or, yeah. yeah. I, I think I kind of mix it up with um, Benny Hill, which is completely different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Just a yeah. little bit. A completely different generation, a different kind of show. And it, I yeah. mean, that's British. <laughs> yeah. And it had a lot of boobies on it. Really? Lots of lots of those in the show we've been watching. <laughs> what have you been watching? The, the place to call home, the Australian one. Oh, oh, oh okay. there's boobies on there, huh? Lots of boobies. <laughs> lots of boobies. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it reminds God. me, we had the substitute teacher. It, well, she wasn't very nice, but she really looked like Benny Hill. And so we always called her Benny Hill. And someone called her that and made her cry. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> now I kind of feel bad now. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't remember her name. I don't know. All right. Let's get going. Yeah, we need to start so this. Yeah. <laughs> We're way off course. <laughs> As usual. Well, we have we've never been on course. So <laughs> actually yeah. been on course. <laughs> you want to start us, Scott? Yeah, let's start again. Sure. That way you can say the name instead of me. <laughs> There's something weird going on. Oh my. We need search and rescue for Skype. Well, I mean, come on. We've got two Hufflepuffs here. You could just go find them. <laughs> You've got three now. <laughs> what have you done, Alex? You're calling people. Don't call strangers. <laughs> oh dear. Wow. I. You almost have ruined Charlie to tell for me there. <laughs> And I told Alex, you are not welcome in my bed with squirrel breath. Who dares enter my chicken bones? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that again? <laughs> Who dares enter my chimbas? <laughs> Save yeah. that for something. It totally needs to be cute. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I think she just replaced Scott. <laughs> Sex and snork eggs. Awkward. Yeah, Google food is always food. useful. Okay, Google food came in town with us. Fun. Well, that's oh. always good too. We're not fun anymore. You're a different kind of fun. <laughs> you don't want it to be the same kind of fun. I was just saying, I don't want to know what kind of fun <laughs> you were having. <laughs> and that's all we're going to say about that because because <laughs> we don't want to know what you were doing. Now you're just making it seem even worse. <laughs> you are evil. She's just trying to separate church and state, it's all. Doing the Ryan thing. Oh, did you want to hear my stupid story? Yes. <laughs> I know you did something because you sent me a message and was like, do I have a story for you? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> broke a lot of memories and I'm thinking oh shit me and my oversharing <laughs> you do like to do that she flews 
the headmaster's office, and Albus says, Good evening, Minerva. Is there a problem? Albus, I have an unconscious Death Eater tied up in my office. Now, Minerva, I'm sure Severus was just... (laughs) (laughs) Because we were slightly off topic. Off topic? Us? Never. Never. No, not at all. How dare you, Sue? How dare you? I know. We're in depth when we're not off topic. Lockhart leaves before Harry and Ron can come out of the closet. He gave me some big brassy balls. Well, you know, we have to have balls. That's what we do. I go, I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Bloody buggering hell. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Bloody Merlin's galloping gargoyles. (laughs) I hate being responsible. Welcome to Potterpick Weekly, everybody, the original podcast in the Potterpick Weekly family of podcasts where we talk about Harry Potter fan fiction. I'm Scott. I'm Sue. I'm Trisha. And I'm Mooney. And today we are on our third episode, fourth episode? Yes, third, I believe. Third, third episode of Dudley's Dilemma by Kakistocrat, uh, which you do need to know because I discovered today when just searching the title on fanfiction.net, there's actually five of them. Oh. <laughs> all called Dudley's Dilemma. This one is by Kakistocrat, and it's about... Are they all about the same thing? Uh, at least I... one other of them is, I think. Um, okay. Some of the others are a completely different Dudley. Some of them are just one-shots. Uh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Next season on Potterfic <laughs> Weekly, we will take one title and just just have to find the really generic title mm-hmm. harry potter and the new year or whatever yeah. <laughs> harry potter and the new hope <laughs> kind of star warish kind of oh thing. My. We're missing, we're missing. it yeah, might exist you never know yeah i can see how many there are <laughs> <laughs> But in this one, Dudley is married to a woman named Kate, who has just decided to start a catering business, and her first job was at was at Aunt Marge's place, and it did not go well. And that's where oh, we pick up in chapter nineteen. Aunt yeah. Marge is a piece of freaking ass work. <laughs> that's good to say. She is. Although there was that one fic that we read where she turned out to be a nice guy. Well, yeah. Well, but for the most part. Aunt Marge is a guy? Well, gal. No. She does have a mustache, so you never know. Yeah, you just know. <clears throat> she could be going through the change. <laughs> in most fics, in all fics that I've actually read, that she has not been a guy. happens when you go through the change? God, I hope not. Anything could happen. <laughs> So they're driving home from Marge's because it was, it actually went relatively well. They were doing okay, although nobody gave her any compliments on the food because they were all too busy gossiping with each other and feeding it to their dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, that would that, that would just piss me off to no oh, yeah. end. Like, really? I mean, the, but then Harry showed up little... outside and that made it even worse. So yeah, because Marge <laughs> recognized him. So she's. Very quiet and depressed on the way home, and and Dudley has to basically drag her into the house because she's lost the will to move. And and Ginny and Hermione have been babysitting, and they're like, oh, "How's it going? We put the kids, we put the kids to bed. Isn't he at the Hogwarts already? Isn't the brother? 
Yeah, that uh, that confused me. Oh well, maybe they have all the. I don't they, know. There, I don't there know. are there's, some. There's, weird there's a couple little... things in there that, that that does confuse me. Yeah, there's a couple mm-hmm. of little things here and there that. I think maybe Rose was there as well, so she's the. I think the it was girl. just like yeah. I think it was just Rose, um, Albus, and Dudley's Sarah. too. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Dudley's one because the other one should be at school, and oh, they're just yeah. like, oh, how did it go? You know. And, I love how everybody's just completely oblivious. Yeah, and Kate just like murmurs thanks and then goes upstairs and they all look at Dudley like, uh, what happened? <laughs> and he tells the story. Yes. And he's going point by point. He's doing a, a very, uh, poofwa version of this story. He's like <laughs> saying everything she said instead of just describing it. Like, I would have said, you know, and then she started picking on you and your kids. But he decides to actually say the exact sentence that she says, and that yeah. gets Ginny riled up, and she attempts to learn the address from the thing on the front door, but Hermione burns it up before she can get there. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she storms off to ask Harry where Marge lives, because she's going to show her a thing or two. Yeah, <laughs> and the question that came up last week was, does Harry need to uh, arrest himself for going after a muggle? Because he did use magic to blast her off her feet and toss her ten feet back. And um, then I think it was kind of accidental thing. magic. Probably. No, that was not accidental magic. Yeah, he yeah. probably knew what he was doing. Well, was you know what? He, he, he blew her up before. Mm-hmm. That was different. He was 13. Well, it was certainly uh, emotionally uh, propelled, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> like Scott's very diplomatic way. She was propelled. <laughs> She was knocked I on tried. her butt. But so, I mean, the reason he did it is because he got really angry, but it might yeah, might or might not a, have been an accident. It was not an accident. He pointed his wand at her. What else do you think he was doing? Hmm. Did he point his wand or did he just bless her with, with uh, nonverbal magic? Can't remember now. Well, regardless, you'd need a wand because Harry can't do wandless. Uh, sure, he can. He's learned how to do some. We know for sure he knows how to light up his wand when it's not in his hand. And this is so funny. So Harry Edgerton was desperate times called for desperate measures. He was 15. There was a friggin' Dementor in front of him. Like, I oh, think yeah, there's a huge I'm fairly sure he would have uh, probably buckled down and learned a little bit more of it in the 20 years that we haven't seen because That's it would be useful. That's <laughs> So he probably had his wand. This is what it says. Harry edged his hand into his pocket. With the sudden sound of exploding air, Aunt Marge was flung a meter or two back to land on her rear. Nasher broke free and landed on his feet and growling, sprinted at Harry with another jerk of his hand in his pocket. Nasher, too, split the air to land at Aunt Marge's stomach. She let out a giant oof. Harry handed the folder he was carrying to Dudley. So he was very careful not to actually take out his wand and brandish it, so it would be obvious. But see, but he was still doing magic. Wand he was magic. doing magic Ken deliberately. Yes. In the not that wand, Trisha. She's abused by his jerking hands. We broke Trisha. It's very sad. <laughs> Probably about the sound Dasher made too. (laughs) Flying through the air. (laughs) 
God, I'm sobbing over here. <laughs> so it's Trisha. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, I just had so many visuals. <laughs> Thank well, don't share them with us. We don't want to have them too. <laughs> oh, come on. The misery loves company. <laughs> I'm so sorry because it's always in his pocket and his pocket twitched and I just lost it. <laughs> See, this is why he has to have it up his sleeve. <laughs> that is a wand in his pocket and he's very unhappy to see her. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. the kind of thing I've never got to say in my life. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think we've just made the title. Is that a wand in your pocket? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. That is like the episode title in some way, shape, or form. Oh, come on. Oh I've God. been reading fic for years now. I know that, but you tend not to voice such things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bring it out at them. I'm such a bad influence. <laughs> you are such a bad influence. That's definitely so GG. It would be in a Melinda fic. For... Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have seen it in the Gryffindor common room any number of times. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, what are you doing uh, in the Gryffindor common room? We're always in the Gryffindor common room because Fix never take us to the other ones. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, it's the sort of thing Seamus and Dean would say to each other. I was gonna say, I'm like, do I need to like <laughs> block you or something on the forums? <laughs> no, I can't get into your common room on the forums. I only have one. I'm not a Gryffindor, thank you. Well, yeah, but I can't get into yours either. That's true. Nope. <sighs> the oh only God. time I've been able to do that is when I was signed in as Sue when we were there at Sue's place. But <laughs> I didn't actually go anywhere. It was just neat to see all the the expanded list of places. <laughs> I know. I forget that not everybody sees that stuff. It's like, what do you mean you don't see all these things? <laughs> yeah, oh. Sue's got the keys. The keys to the She's car. angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh God, I'm so sorry. Maybe we should no, I'm we not. should change Ryan's title because you're you're the headmistress and he's the keeper of keys and grounds. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think having Ryan keep the keys would be a very smart idea. He'd lose them. Ryan, no, because Ryan still has the keys. He he has all of them. He pays for them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He, he's the one that that. Uh, Pays attention to these things. Let's see. Where would we? Anyhow, Ryan would have. Okay, I'm I'm composed now. Can we like we got to go past the one? Yes. (laughs) Well, Ginny got um, was getting upset at Harry for messing up Kate's day until Dudley got through all of what Marge said, and then she was also upset at Marge and stormed off to do something about it, Mm -hmm. and. Hermione said, it's okay, you don't have to describe everything that happened after that. I'm sure Harry's punishment was good enough for me, whatever he did. Yeah. And we had a good time with the children. They're very entertaining. 
And apparently Rose is planning on coming over again on Thursday, so she'll when be back then. When did they acquire then. more children? Yeah, because they're Rose and because we yeah we just talked about this Rose and this was oh, Rose and right. Sarah okay. playing and together the, uh, and possibly um, Albus. Albus, I don't yeah, know. probably was there too. So Dudley goes upstairs to knock on the door and and uh, talk to Kate and she. He says, you know, I know that cooking means a lot to you and that you love it. And so this catering business is important. But you also have made some unreasonable assumptions because of the d- disaster at Marge's party. And she's like, like? And he says, well, you know, there's a difference between liking your food and appreciating it. Everybody at the party liked your food. Um, there yeah, are only a couple that They just didn't bother to say anything. Yeah. And these old biddies, none of them liked Marge, and they didn't like each other. They were backbiting and gossiping the whole time. So so they won't bother to destroy your reputation when they could use it as ammunition against Marge instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she she starts to feel a little bit better, and I think they go down. Uh, and clean the, the kitchen. kitchen. To clean up. Yeah. Time for yeah. dishes. Like, why are we going to the kitchen? Dishes. Lots and lots of dishes. Yeah. Mm. yeah I like it. Later that Harry talks to them about self cleaning dishes or Deadly talks to Harry about self cleaning dishes, but they say, Yeah, that won't work because that would show That's a little to obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of said bookisms in in these few chapters. Mm-hmm. So What do you mean? What Scott? What do you mean? What do you mean like, by bookisms? Said yeah. bookisms meaning you're occasionally people will tell you don't use the word said because it's just mm-hmm. too generic. And, you know, when you're reading a book, when you say said, when you see said, your brain just kind of, you know, glosses over it. They're like, okay, they're talking, you know? So instead of the said, there's a part where Dudley's like, Dud- Oh no, expelled Dudley. So and like, he ejaculates that, at one point too. Well, yeah, that too. And then there's another <laughs> one. That's not what they mean, Trisha. It's a British thing. They, they they do that in right. canon, but no, there's another couple right. couple words too that starts with an e that she has instead of said, and it just sounds really funny. I know that's not what he means, but I'm just imagining like not you know like there's one thing that like so I don't know I think it's like exploded or something. So I'm just sitting there imagining like somebody exploding as they talk, and I'm just like no. The weeks have passed. We're, we've moved to a new chapter. We're on chapter twenty. Uh, things that are calm. Fast. Uh, Dustin sympathizes and says that he'll send Marge a curse. He's sure Professor McGonagall won't have anything, any problem with it. My brain's going, uh, yeah, she will. But of course there's... Unless, unless she got kind of like, um, not, not old in her old age, um... Senile? Senile? No, kind of soft. Soft. Uh, Yeah, that's it. She got soft. Okay. How do you put a curse in an envelope? Well, no, they did it with that. I mean, remember Hermione? Well, I they know. put a powder in it or yeah, something. They the yeah, they put the uh, undiluted boober tuber tu- plus. Yeah. I think it's kind it of. It would like have to be an enchantment or something. Or, like, yeah. It's triggered by you opening the envelope. It's not like there's so a would, physical thing in there. It would have to be on the parchment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. And he says okay. the only one that he actually knows how to do, it, how to put in an envelope at the moment, it would just turn your fingers green. So. Yeah. Probably wouldn't do much damage. Well, get Teddy to help. <laughs> That's true. And Sarah's just a little beam of sunshine. She's uh, she's kind of the one that they go to, and and she keeps them happy, and she's a calming influence. And so she has the gentle tact of Hermione and the calming honesty of Luna. They compare her to Luna a lot in this. So apparently, yeah, that's what 
That confused the shit out of me. Because I'm sorry to say that. Dudley has Harry's been telling lots of stories and about mm-hmm. you know school. I think and they've met. Comes up a bit once or twice. I didn't know kids that age had tact. Well, apparently depends this on the one kids. That hmm. Scott did when he was that age. Probably. <laughs> I was a very diplomatic child. <laughs> I like to talk a lot and say actually. I can see that. Actually, teacher, they were buffalo. (laughs) Buffalo, I'm telling you, kids. There's no buffaloes here. Uh, Oh, my. So Sarah's really enjoying the Weasley clan, and they either play in the basement, the attic, or in the backyard, where they enchant things. Uh, Of course, the Weasley twins use actual uh, magic, wandless magic, and so they have to be warned against it. And Why? Because aren't they too young for Hogwarts, ergo unable to control it? Well, yeah, but the the implication here is that they do know how to control it, and they so they shouldn't be doing it because they are actually controlling it. Yeah, and um, Harry's kind of impressed that Sarah can even manage that, having only learned about magic a year ago. But mm-hmm. Yeah, she's obviously a very powerful witch. Mm-hmm. She's talented. And they're only doing little things like making the flowers dance and so on, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's stuff that they've tried and found works and things like that. And poor Dudley's having a terrible time at work because he's just the the slogan guy, but he still has to go to all the stupid meetings, and so he's bored out of his mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, actually, I'm not as bad as uh, um, my boss at the moment. She has to go to, what, three meetings a week, something like that? <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's no fun. But anyway, he's also having occasional times with Harry and Ron and the rest. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's decided that apparating is not worth going to the borough more often (laughs) or (laughs) the other way around, I guess. Mm -hmm. So he drives there every now and then, but it is a ways. So Yeah, he he doesn't like that apparition thing. (laughs) Kate calls and she's like, Dudley, I have a job. And he's like... What? I know that the driveway snowed, but there's not that much, and I'll clean it if it, and she's like, no, 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 no. I don't have a job for you. I got another catering job. And he's like, oh. But I love it. <laughs> well, that's she great. Calls up and says, I have a job. He immediately thinks she wants him to do something. Oh, <laughs> uh, poor Dudley. That's just Obviously, like when I tell my son, I'm like, Lord, come here. He's like, what did I do? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Same thing in my family. So, and he's so excited, he knocks the phone off the table, and people stick their heads into the cubicle to make sure he's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how all these catering jobs they call her like the day before. I know it. Yeah, I don't I get mean, it. Like um, no. Yeah, and Double I don't know the price. Time. I mean, some of the things you could put together that quick, but it would be really hard to get all of the uh-huh. stuff that she's doing. Although she does yeah. seems to do a lot of soups. And yeah. uh, stuff like that. That, that it, would be kind of hard, wouldn't it, to cater? I don't know. Part of it's because she's um, she's not well known, so she's getting all the things when somebody else cancels mm-hmm. and you know, things I guess. like that. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. It's lucky I mean, that she does have magic relatives to help out a little bit, or <laughs> I don't think it would go off right in a day. So he gets home, and Sarah's like. Mom's cooking. Stay out of the kitchen. And he knocks on the door. Can I come in? She no. says he can come in, but he's got to stay out of the way. So he, he goes and stands in front of the cupboard that just has regular drinking glasses in it because he knows that 
she won't want to get into that. Yeah. He's thinking is deadly. He's got this figured out. My God. She says, I may be dedicated to cooking and a bit preoccupied, but I'm not insane yet. Yet. Give her time. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at all the lovely desserts that she's, she's made five pies. Mm-hmm. And says, oh. She says, no, these are for the clients. No pie for you. No soup for you. No soup for you. Yeah, it's fine. I'll focus. It's, it's great. Just you do your cooking thing. Because mm-hmm. I'll just make a stir. I'll just go get, get pizza. <laughs> I think she she has some pasta left over for him that he nukes. Yeah. And then he goes up to check on Sarah, and she's fallen asleep reading, and he takes the book out of her hands, and she's like, Daddy, I only have two pages left. So he sits down, and he starts to read, and she starts to fall asleep again, so he stops, and... Don't stop. Don't stop. Keep reading. So he starts reading. And he's like, hey, this is kind of good. So Are the, those books what I think they are? Uh, Which ones? Oh, the crap. Unfor- the Unfortunate Events. The Unfortunate Events. Yes. I love those books. Yes. Is, that what the, is that what it is? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because okay. mm-hmm. it says Speaking of which, you should I think find Netflix the rest of the series and start at the series. beginning, not Yes, they the are. End. I am so excited yeah. for that. What's happening? Netflix is Netflix is making uh, Unfortunate oh. Events series, and I believe Neil Patrick Harris is Count Olaf. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I thought it was Neil Patrick. It looked like him. That would yep. be fun. That's what I said. If you haven't seen them yet, the show on Netflix is absolutely amazing. And well, I was kind of hoping adds, it would be think, um, Tim Curry. Mm, mm. He's good, yeah. Well, Tim Curry and the author, um, I do a lot of audiobooks, and they did it. They did, It was... If it wasn't one, it was the other. But Tim Curry did it, and like you know who Mr. Poe is? Mm-hmm. Is that the is that the solicitor guy? Yes, he's like yeah, the attorney or whatever he is, and he coughs yeah. all the time. I don't remember that part. Okay, well, yeah. Mr. Mr. Poe coughs constantly. Well, okay. Tim Curry was doing it, and he was doing the coughing. He's like, <laughs> at one point, I'm <laughs> throw up because he's coughing. Like it was like gagging. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> That kind of almost made that made me kind of like it because even though it didn't have puke in it, I almost puked. <laughs> oh, I was just reading something about where that had puke in it and thought of you, Trisha, and I can't remember what the hell it was. <laughs> um, oh dear, I don't but, remember. It'll, it'll come to me. So, Trisha, the other day, Audible sent me a free book. They said, oh, oh, yay. We're trying something new. We want to know what you think. We're going to give you this free book, and then we'll send you a survey. And I was like, okay. Free books. I'm always up for that. And it was actually a really good book. It's it's um, uh, it's about this biker chick. Who, okay. Who, <laughs> I'm wondering how this is coming towards me, but okay. I'm, no, I'm no, ready. it's just because it was an audio book. It's just because it's oh, an audio okay. book. But it's a biker chick, and she... Accidentally kills somebody who reaches into oh into her britches, and so she turns around and smacks him. Unfortunately, she's big, and he was little, and she just hit him just right and kills him. So now they're oh all God. after the police, and everybody are after her. And so she crawls into this cave, and and in the back of this cave is this glowing thing, and she the dogs come into the cave after her, and she jumps back and she hits the glowing thing, and the next thing she knows, she's on a planet. That's populated by purple-skinned short people. It was an itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, oh, wait. <laughs> Wrong thing. No. <laughs> purple people here. That's weak. So, but their their gravity is different. So she's hugely strong because 
the gravity is much lighter there. And so she can like jump 30 feet straight in the air because of the gravity's differences and, and she's big and pale skinned and everything. So it was really a good story. And, and the whole thing is, is that they're doing background noises. So if what? they're, if they're on the prairie, they've got wind blowing through tall grass. Oh, okay. Or if yeah. they're in a cooking okay. camp, then you hear the fire going and you hear the cups. It's oh. kind of like, you know, Kayla's kitchen when we were podcasting as, as peons <laughs> once upon a time. It's kind of like that. <laughs> or, or, or what is it? Aaron, Aaron's, um, um, keyboard. Yeah. Aaron's. No, no, no. Who was the one with the hot water pot? The what? Somebody had like a kettle or something that would boil. Oh, that was Phil. Oh, Phil right. had the kettle. Okay. <laughs> so, but anyhow, it was really a good story. And it was so good that I actually just got the sequel and finished that last night or early this hmm. morning. I, I'm more concerned about the legal implications of him, her trying to fend off a potential case of attempted or not, a, you know, rape. And killing him, and I, the, the 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 legal part of my brain is going eggshell skull rule, or how does she try? And well, that's why she ran, you know. I did one called man named Oh Oh. I got sneeze. Bless you. Gesundheit. Excuse me. Sorry. Gesundheit. So anyhow, what was that? I did one called man named Ove or Ove or O V O V A Ova. I don't know. It's like Swedish or something. Well, okay. They said it was really good. It was a good one. It was, it was, it was actually very, very sweet. I liked oh. it a lot. I haven't attempted pleasure read in months. I listen to books while while I'm uh, while working. I should until I have I take to, to watching type. documentaries while I work. There you go. It's, it's, I, I'm starting to look at all like the creepy document, like the forensic documentaries, and it's creeping me out. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. We're way off course. Anyhow, right, so uh, where are we going? Sarah talks Dudley into re- reading more of the book for her. and Or actually, Dudley, she falls asleep while he reads, and he decides that even though it's a children's book, it might be fun. So he goes and finds the first book of the series, and he and Kate read for a few hours into the night. Uh-oh, I have a kitty at the door. Mm-hmm. Maggie, is that As you? As usual. I love the author's note, and she's like, I, I think that sometimes children books are better than normal books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we learned what's, in the last chapter that when, at least whenever that was uploaded, she was 15, so. Mm-hmm. What's, what's ses, sesquite... Sesquipedalian? Yeah, that. It sounds I'm like a lizard. guessing it's something about using lots of syllables, but I will have to look it up. Well, that was a lot of syllables just saying, a squil- I don't know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like the fear of palindromes or whatever is yes. a palindrome. That was last time. Adjective, formal, polysyllabic, long, characterized by long words, long-winded. So, right. So, loquacious. Yes. Loquacious. <laughs> <laughs> to call back to an earlier uh, season. <clears throat> Hi, my Facebook just said you just broke me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Oh, uh, well. So, and on to chapter 21. 21, yes. And Dudley's been lying awake, but he doesn't really mind. And he turns over to wake up Kate, and she's already gone. She's down cooking. Yeah. There's a note on the door. Don't disturb me. I must remain focused. 
I'll get my own breakfast. Remember, be back at four. It's very important. Okay. Here's my problem with this. Be back at yeah. four. It's very important. He doesn't leave work until four. No, he got there 10 minutes early. But doesn't he leave there at four o'clock? I'm very no, he confused got about there. this. No, because later she says he's early. He gets there at 3.50. Yeah. Normally he would, but he went to work early, so he left an hour early. And oh, Or wait. But doesn't he uh, normally get off at 5? I'm confused. No, this is, um, let's see. He decides he might be able to leave early without using up a sick day if he goes early. Mm-hmm. So he does. He goes to, um, he gets Sarah to school early and then goes to work. Right. Which is boring. But, uh, and then he leaves Where, almost How does, how does he able to drop her off early? Like, I know. Does she have a place to go? Well, maybe. Well, she drop, he drops her off at school, so they must I know. have the no, school but he says he open. Le- this, yeah, but he says he left an hour early. The, sometimes they have child care in the cafeteria. Sometimes they do breakfast Depends in the cafeteria. Depends on when the, the caretakers and janitors and such get there, or if any teachers are setting stuff up early or mm-hmm. things like that. I've had it happen both ways, where you get there and the school's locked, or there's nobody there, but you can still go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. Alex, go away. Yes. And Sarah doesn't really want to go to school an hour early, but she does anyway. Eventually. So, here's what it says. When four finally came, he waved a quick goodbye to his co-workers, who appeared slightly confused at his sudden early departure, and hopped in his car. So it's four o'clock, he jumps in his car, and he gets home ten minutes before four o'clock. The dude's got magic. That's all I got to say. It might have meant three. Well, I'm sure that's what it meant, because, but it says four, when four <laughs> finally came. And I, I was, know. like, listening to that today going, um, I'm confused. Maybe, yeah. maybe they travel across, do they have time zones in the UK? I don't think they so. They do, but, um, there's only, like, two so it oh, wouldn't be so, in the middle of a city, mm-hmm. oh, probably. Shucks. Okay, so apparently Dudley can time travel. Gotcha. Yes. yes. Or else her note was about being about him leaving work at four. I don't and know. It would have said you at four. Mm-hmm. It should have. Yes, if that was the case. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, um. So anyhow, he's early. <clears throat> I love the author's note in the middle of the the sentence. I hate it when they do that. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. So much. So Sarah is playing football or soccer, depending on who you're talking to. Uh, Dudley had never been into any sports except for boxing, and he never really liked that. So he's uh, not sure about this, but he's going to support his daughter. He's a good daddy. And he's looking at all this food going, must not touch, must not touch. And she says, it's okay. I left you guys some. (laughs) Here we go. No, and I this, swear on the off chance that I ever have kids, they're going to be all sporty. They're going to be what? They're all going to be into sports and stuff, and I'll just be like, that's nice, honey. <laughs> okay. So she's left him soup and breadsticks. I'm cool with this. And dip and crackers. Yeah. What? That's a lot of that's a lot of bread stuff there. <laughs> yeah. Those were the things she had extra. That's what she had extra, so... But he, he, you know, it's not like she left it. Maybe there's some meat in the, maybe there's some meat in the soup. I think it's a vegetable soup, but it might be. I can't remember now. It could be a beef vegetable soup. So she takes off. He goes in to go slip into something a little more comfortable and then go downstairs (laughs) to see what Kate's left him for dinner. 
And, oh, and this is where the oh no, that's the van. Okay, never mind. That's the other thing that that I I did they, slightly confused. Did, about. Okay, when did the she car get this van? A van? I thought it was just a car. Yeah, I know. That's that's where Maybe I was. Maybe Harry You can transfigure it. I don't know. I remember what I remember in the story is they buy a secondhand van, but I did not hear that in the story today. So I don't know why I remember that because that's not how it came across. Today. I didn't remember. Right now, Kate has borrowed Ginny's car, and that's what she's driving in. Mm-hmm. Another one of the moms has dropped Sarah off in her van. Right, but in a little bit, the the yeah. vehicle that comes back gets starts getting called a van. The, the one that starts, that they deliver the food in. Yeah. Mm. It, 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 yeah. The, there's some inconsistencies that kind of just drove me a little freaking ass batty. Mm-hmm. And he's afraid that he's going to burn the soup in the microwave. Um, just stick how? it on the stove and worm it up that way, but whatever. Wait, wait, wait. And it wouldn't is a vegetable more, soup. Wouldn't it be more likely to burn it on the stove than the microwave? Yes, but he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Alex, it's a friggin' microwave. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It is possible to burn things in the microwave. Yeah, I, I have burned so popcorn there, in the microwave. Mm-hmm. Mom melted a but. cup in the microwave. Yeah, I burned soap and ruined the cup in the microwave. It's very sad because now Why did my, you have soap microwave in the microwave smells like burned popcorn, even though it was a week and a half ago or more. Mm. Still, I was making soap, and I was so I was melting it in the microwave. Yeah, I had glycerin soap that I was melting to get it liquefied enough to put it into molds and add color and scent to it. Interesting. And I put it in just a little too long. Oops. Yeah, it was not a good thing. No. Yeah, that's never fun. So. In this case, it's fine because Kate also had an extra magic tray, so everything is already the perfect temperature <laughs> regardless, and he doesn't have to do anything. Yay. I want a magic tray. Me too. Me too. I want to magic a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and Dudley keeps on reading the series of unfortunate events. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. he finishes several in an hour, but he likes them anyway. They're a lot of fun, which I agree with, although I don't think I ever actually finished the series I read. I didn't either. Just four or so? Yeah. I finished it. It's awesome. <laughs> How many are there? Like 12? That's a lot. I think there, I think there's 13. Okay. Get it? That would make sense yeah, for their sense. their yeah. ethos. Yes. And also, by the way, while we're on a tangent, I looked it up and I was wrong. They do not have more than one time zone in the UK. It's just oh, they that they also have, have uh, it's sometimes called something else because when it's on daylight savings time, it's BST. And the rest of the time, it's GMT. Wait, 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 wait. They do daylight savings time over there? Yep. It's yeah. a, from a different time than ours, I think, because oh, it, cha- <laughs> it changes Wait, on the last Sunday Greenwich. of October and the last Sunday of March. Yes, GMT Greenwich Mean Time yeah. is their usual time. Wait, and so then the what rest are they of the now? They'd be on GMT right now during the summer from March to October, or from, I guess it's it changes on the last Sunday of March, so uh, from Isn't April to October. It? As I edit this... It is March 11th, and we are doing Daylight Savings Time tonight. I feel like ours is a l- offset by a few weeks. It's, it's do you similar, do Daylight Savings but, Time? Yeah. Most of Canada does Daylight Savings Time. Only Saskatchewan doesn't. 
<laughs> so wait, so so then Saskatchewan's an hour off of everybody. Saskatchewan stays with Alberta half the time and Manitoba the other half of the time. That's on either side of it. It just stays at the same time all the time, and the other people shift around, which I prefer. But I don't live in Saskatchewan anymore, so. <laughs> Silly. It's like Arizona that way. I think they're the same. I was going to say, Arizona does it. They just don't change. Yeah. So does that mean they're just an hour off of everybody? It me- it means that, the, that, that uh, makes sense. the relationship between them and everybody else changes. Half the year, there's one hour between Alberta and Saskatchewan and Manitoba. The other half of the year, there's two hours from Alberta to Saskatchewan and none from Manitoba. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. You can look up the time zone map. It'll explain it a little better, but they just keep the Silliness. same time, which everybody should do. We should really be I know, can't we? done away with. Yeah, but, I know. Just make things easier. <clears throat> just because it's very depressing that it's four thirty and it's getting dark. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Just go half an hour one way or the other and just leave it. Mm-hmm. That would work for me. So, all right, where are we? So she's come home. He's uh, worried about her. He's pacing and. And worried and <laughs> finally he, he thinks about looking at the TV, but he's, he kicked the TV habit when he was with, uh, the witness, uh, wizarding witness protection program. So program. he doesn't want to do that again. <laughs> and he, he's looking for books, but no, and he thinks he sees something moving outside, but really that's not it. And he just doesn't know what to do. So finally he decides to play free cell, which, Deadly playing free cell is kind of weird to me. It's a computer game. It's a kind of solitaire. Mm-hmm. He starts with hearts and then regular solitaire and then free cell. It's one of the ones that is a standard install on older computers. Um, oh. yeah, our, yeah. our Windows 3.1 computer had it, uh, and I'm pretty sure like Windows 95 did too. Um, I like solitaire. Yeah, I do too. Alex, please leave me alone. Actually, this one does too, but you have to like decide you want to and activate it. But if you go into the little games folder, it says you can play free cell if you want. Um, can I take the games off my Mac? Because they're just taking up space. Probably. It doesn't like it when I try to tell them to go away, though. Mm-hmm. I have in the past uninstalled things that I think I don't use and in the process uninstalled something that I need. Oh, mm, That's annoying. Yeah. The other day I cleaned out a bunch of stuff and moved my leveling program out of where it was into the apps folder. And somehow or another, I threw away the library that it needs to make itself work. So when I tried to level the podcast that we did, the political podcast, you and I, Scott, are really, really low. As soon as Chi Mm. comes on, we get lost in the, in something. So I tried to level it. I had to download a whole new program to get it to actually work, and it's still not the best. Oh, dear. Can you not go and get it? Yeah, I fixed it, but it just, the, I don't know what was wrong with the, with whatever Ryan was, was, uh, recording, because we, we get really low. Cheese loud, Ryan's loud, but Scott and I are like, it just doesn't work. It kind of works for the majority of the talking on that particular podcast, so, you know. Yeah, I know, because you and I didn't say a whole lot. <laughs> I can imagine. I tried like, to say yeah, a couple of things. And... It's American politics. Yep. Yeah. Well, I feel just real for you guys. <laughs> yep. Have a great time. But, Poor yeah. Scott, he just had to keep going, no, really, my couch is too small for all of you to come sleep on. 
no, really, I have a really small apartment. There's not enough room. You can come and visit, but you have to stay in a hotel. <laughs> Daniel's like, okay, we'll come visit yep. for four years. Scott's like, okay. It's your um, hotel bills. Feel free. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, Scott, speaking of, I don't know how the hell this connects my brain, but it does. I reinstalled or updated LibreOffice, and I can now make footnotes, thank God. Oh, good. Yeah. So Katie, Kate comes home, and he's like, well? And she's like, well, what? <laughs> she's like, tell me what happened. <laughs> and then she screams, it went great. And they, well, first of all, she he scares the bejesus out of her because she thinks he's in bed. And he opens and the he's door. he's been waiting up this whole time. Yeah. And he's yeah. there. She opens the door and he's standing in the kitchen. And it totally just, feels like a kid coming home and not expecting a parent to be off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's very excited and they're very excited. And then they decide that they need to not be so loud because they're going to wake up Sarah. Not up already. It all went well. And she described it as having... It was like having three copies of the Potters over for dinner. <laughs> and he's oh, like, Which I never understand. I don't understand. Even James? What? Yeah. They're kind and complimentary, and no one made any messes, and the hostesses said I was by far the best caterer. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean nobody made any messes when the Potters are here? They've got, like, ten kids. <laughs> yeah, really. They I'm like sorry. the Potters, though. They're talking about the positives of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And James is not a nice kid. No. Mm-hmm. So, so the difference was, is these people were nice. They weren't the biddies that were at Marge's place. That's pretty much yeah. the difference. So, and that was the start. She didn't get a whole lot of orders, but they start slowly trickling in. And Dudley knows everything's going to be all right. <laughs> and now Dustin's coming home from Hogwarts for Christmas, but sh- the author is not going to describe it because really nothing happens. And there's a plot he is following, and so that's what he's going to focus on. So there we go. Yep. So Kate's- so we skip for another three months, mm-hmm. and catering's going really well. Everything's with full swing, and it's a very blustery night, but they are warm and comfortable in their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dudley's got his book. He's sitting in front of the fire. He's thinking to himself, oh, that sounds heavenly. This is just like what you'd read oh. in a book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sitting, reading a book in front of the fire while the wind whips against the house. Oh. And he's seriously thinking about quitting his job because Kate's making enough money with her business that they really don't need him. And he's bored. He really? doesn't like these stupid meetings anymore. Does this catering really... It depends on the how much cash and how, how much you do and yeah. what kinds of events and and how is she thing. doing this all on her own or are we just not seeing the help she's getting because it seems an awful lot of work for one person yeah i think it's a lot of work for one person but she seems to thrive on that work and yeah. and she well, but- you know gets up at 7 a.m and doesn't stop cooking until four <laughs> yeah i don't know mm. It's something she I mean, really uh, loves no, it never says about. how big these parties are. It, were, it could be But it seems like, like they're pretty people. big, though. Yeah, they start off pretty small, but she's going to start doing some bigger ones. And Dudley does go along and yeah. help on those. Mm. And I yeah. love that, that we we have some more muggle uh, wizard crossover because... Okay, how of, is this not a violation of the statute of secrecy? I don't know. You asked this last week. I don't get it. <laughs> so they're calling up the insurance company and saying... 
So do you cover cauldron burns? And and does broomsticks count as a vehicle? Because I'm not sure it's licensed, but I did buy it. And the receptionists are just like, all right, the wonky people are coming out of the woodwork again. But, you know, they're pretty good about explaining what is and isn't covered. So I take it broomsticks and cauldron burns aren't covered. Probably not. I wouldn't think so. I mean, hell, regular insurance doesn't even cover my glasses. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They mm. don't. My school insurance, thank God, does, but my regular insurance, and even my eye doctor was like, look, she needs them. Like, she's a hazard to society without them. <laughs> and they were just like, nope, it's all cosmetic. And we're just like, no, no, it's not. I promise. <laughs> I do not understand the American insurance system either. No, what about what about Canada? Do they cover do. glasses? Sure. We have public I health. I have vision. I have um, vision um, insurance. They cover part of my glasses. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not sure how much is covered by the government. I'm covered by work. Yeah. I think up sense. to it's like up to a eighty percent of it's like eighty percent of the bill up to a certain amount or something like that. Yeah, so that's what mine if is. You're, yeah. If you're doing something ridiculous, you still have to pay for it, but. I haven't actually tried going in and getting glasses since I've been at this job, although I probably should just to at least update my prescription, even though I never wear them. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not sure how it works for like people who are in school and things like that. But Mm. most most regular jobs will have through school is what covers my glasses. My regular like you know work insurance does not, which I don't whatever. It just sounded weird. It's very weird. Yeah, I think we pretty much always get, uh, well, not that I've had that very many jobs, so I, there's probably some that don't, but mm-hmm. most, any anything where you're working like a nine-to-five job will cover glasses and dental at the very least. But I don't know. Okay. Anyhow. So Kate's out on a job again, and <clears throat> Dudley's reading and contemplating life, and all of a sudden, bam, the dog door swings open and smashes into the wall. And oh Dudley jumps two feet in the air and drops his book, and there's Kate, adorned in black jeans and a fleece cardigan. She knows how to make an entrance, this one. Big smile on her face. And he's like, how did it go? And this was a, a public function, so a political rally. So it was a little bit bigger, and she's very excited. And she says, come on, we've got to unload the car. And it's really cold and blustery, and the snow is blowing. And so they both carry in My the- first reaction is, do these people not have attached garages? Apparently not. It sounds like she's out in the in the street. I think and that's rare where- in the UK. I don't really know. Okay. Just- size of, you know, plots and things like that. But I suppose. I don't know. I can't remember if um, Lisa in the movie, did they have garages in there? I remember Harry Uncle Vernon's car being outside. Yeah, it was out. I don't know that they I had a lot the, of... The, I can't remember. Or had a garage attached to it. No, no. We have to ask our English listeners what the deal is with garages in the UK. <laughs> Or garages, perhaps. Garages. I don't know. If you're really rich, you have a carriage house, and it's not a. It's you know. And there's not miles away. Yeah. (laughs) Lady across the street from me has a carriage house. Well, the the house was a carriage house, except that they split it up into two lots, and so she lives in like the house house, and then the next door neighbors live in the carriage house, Mm -hmm. but like not as you know 
part of her property. They've like split it up enough that the carriage house is a separate dwelling. Yeah, that's usually how it kind of works. So they they get the car unloaded, and now the kitchen's a mess. And he wants to know exactly how things went. And she says everything went great. By the time dessert was served, people were taking as many flyers as they were sweets. And <laughs> so, and the the uh, member of the House of Commons was a surprise guest, and he thanked everyone well, who set up, even the host, the decorator, and the caterer. So she got endorsement from him. Mm-hmm. Probably not by name, but it still counts. No. Yeah. <laughs> and it's she saw one of the women from March's party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one with the immo- immobile face. Well, that was hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite funny. She's had way too many plastic surgeries. Mm-hmm. Apparently the plastics have all moved to California. And so she says, no more jobs for two weeks. I love this, but it can be very tiring after a while. And I'm thinking, you know, she's doing a job every couple of weeks and she she must be getting paid pretty well because if Dudley thinks he can leave work because of the money she's making, because she's got to buy all the food and everything. Yeah. So I don't see how she's making that much extra money, but, and she's only working every, you know, she's working like twice a month. It's not all that much. Most caterers I know mm-hmm. work yeah, at least three mm-hmm. days a week, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, if not more. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and it does seem like, although it said that this political rally was like one of the biggest things she's ever done yet, uh, even so, it seems like she should have some staff at this point. Right. Yeah, totally. M- most caterers are catering companies. It's not one person doing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because you can't make it all like days in advance. It, I'm sure some of it doesn't uh, no, some stuff keep that keep. long. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've got to make. Although apparently they're at least allowed to have the enchanted plates at home as long as she doesn't take any of them out along to any of her gatherings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually, they they are doing the enchanted plates that hold the temperature, like the serving plates. I mean, the plates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's not as obvious, I guess. And they've got another letter from Justin. Dustin. Dustin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dustin Dursley. I don't know. <laughs> It works okay, but still. And I love him. Tell me what's happening at home. I know you guys think school is exciting, but it's not. I need to know what's going on there. Because all we do here is just go to classes and, you know, that's kind of boring. What are you guys doing? I don't get how it's dull. I know. Professor Benz died. Oh, well, I guess he was already dead. He just realized he was dead, and I think it was all my fault. Because I pointed out something to him, and then he realized that he'd been alive for a really long time, and then he realized he wasn't alive anymore. So we have. I don't know how many times. I mean, the the poor professor Ben has been finally figure out he's going to the light. I don't know how many stories I've seen him going to the light. He's not going to the light. This one. This one, he's got a, he's got a whole he's bunch of... He's on vacation. He's got a bunch of vacations. Can time. somebody please explain to me how he's been teaching for like 50 years or whatever, you know, while he's been dead or whatever it is, and he's only got three years worth of vacation? Well, okay. They probably didn't um, two weeks. keep stacking it up once he was dead. No, <laughs> it says that there was some loophole, so he got to roll it over, but you know... Yeah, but it's just, only three years. Well, that's... That's, That's a lot. Quite a bit. I mean, if you, I suppose, you figure that at the very most, his vacation would be two months during the summer. So two months times, I mean, 
Although he would have had to take a holiday during the summer. There wouldn't be any kids to teach. Right. So that's what I'm saying. That oh. would be... But that's that true. Would that's be, true. That would be where his holiday ki- time accrued. That's true. Would be that and like Christmas and stuff like that. And and most of them, most of the staff sticks around for Christmas. Yeah. Halls, because some of the kids stick around. Especially the heads of houses. Mm-hmm. And Dudley has found out that, that uh, Dustin is not only writing to them, but he's also writing to the Potter Weasley clan. So well, Naturally. Mm-hmm. And he's going to write to him in the morning because he, he's got to finish the last page of his chapter and then go up to bed. Because he's knackered. Yeah. And Kate's taking a really long shower. Honestly, so am I. <laughs> and then we have another letter from Dustin. Everything's fine at Hogwarts. <clears throat> Sorry it's been so long. People are starting to panic over uh, end of term. Yep. It's coming up. Right there with you, kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is where we learn about what happened to Professor Bins. He's yeah. sort of come to terms with being dead, and now he's decided he can take his three years and 72 days of accrued vacation out of the country. <laughs> so he's going on vacation. Which, I'm sorry, what does a ghost need to with money to do on can, vacation. I mean, he can just go on vacation wherever he wants. He doesn't have to pay for anything. He's not eating. He's not. I mean, he, he can, yeah. he can fly food. anywhere. Yeah. Not necessarily, but there's food at the death day fa- uh, party. Yeah. That's yeah. That was just because they kind of wanted the experience though. Yeah. They, still, they yes. can't actually eat it. They just sort of taste through it. it. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Yeah. So okay, Katie's driving is freaking me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and she's gonna get herself killed and or ruin the, the the dishes. And is this where it becomes a van? Something like that. She's going too fast, and they're cut off, and she swerves into an open parking place and screeches her tires. And it's a good thing this is a magical car; there wouldn't be any tires Ooh. left. And she's like, "Come oh, on, don't let's worry. go." I mean. I mean, Harry already wrecked the damn thing. Wait, that's a different car. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. So this one is a very wealthy gathering. And Mr. Gray is the speaker, and he's very boring. He doesn't have any inflection. So Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> that's it, too. <laughs> and and the, yeah. the valets come out, and they, they start serving. So... This is quite the buff- the the catering buffet thing. So they have all this food set up. Waiters actually go to the table, ask their patron what they want, and then go back to the caterer to get the food to take back to the table. What kind of fun is that? I mean, part of I don't know. I thought valets were the guys that did the car parking. <laughs> yes, this, this, these are the um, they're taking everybody's coats as they arrive. Mm. Um, do they have waiters? It's the waiters a, that a do bidding it, number. the valet. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Downton Abbey valet. Word. That kind of, okay. So mm-hmm. he's basically what, what, so they're basically what Bates does? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah Bates or what's his, the other guy? What's his name? Thomas? Thomas, yes. The one you love to hate. Oh, but yeah. in the end, okay. kind of love. Okay, that kind of valet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and they're we, welcoming everybody. We have an auction. And I, I, I was totally imagining Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Well, they have a small band in a pit <laughs> or something. Yeah. I don't even know. This is this is taking forever. This auction, you know, there's over a hundred items. Dudley's just bored out of See, his mind. The opera. 
Phantom of the Opera. Yes. Lot 666, then. A chandelier in pieces. Some of you may recall the strange affair of the Phantom of the Opera. We're told, ladies and gentlemen, that this is the very chandelier which figures in the famous disaster. Perhaps we can frighten away the ghost of so many years ago with a little illumination. I can understand this. I've gone to a couple of um, charity auctions for things that uh, the station has sponsored, so we get a table of eight or whatever, and I'd go to it, mm. and I'm like, oh, this is a good charity. This be, might be worth something to support. And it's like, opening bid, 500. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I'll sit here and just eat. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, so they're, they're like bidding up over a million dollars here. And this lady hell to have that much money. Oh, I know to to just toss around for uh, an auction. But the lady that's bidding is one of the. It's the the lady with the. How did you describe her earlier, Scott? The face. The immobile face. The immobile face. Yes, and she's bidding against this guy that always wins, and he's he's getting really really upset, and he's finally like. My final Maybe offer. he'll have a coronary and die. Mm, well, he doesn't die, but he stomps out. <gasps> so, but then she comes over and talks to them, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so glad I got to meet you again. I've been thinking about you, and you seemed really nice. But I couldn't think of a reason that we could be friends, and I did need a caterer. But now I need a caterer, so I'm so glad. And and she's laying it on really thick. And oh, by the way, will you cater for me in a week's time? At least you gave her some time. Yes, more than yeah. the day that everybody else is giving her. At least it wasn't tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So she makes a big show of taking the brochure, and off she goes. And then Kate's like, come on, let's go. we got to clean up. And Dudley's like, you know, I really like this business, but this cleaning up stuff is a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. That's why you have yeah. a staff to hire, dear. Yes. Yeah, really. This is why Dudley can't quit his job, because she needs to hire a staff. Get Harry to do it. He's good at it. Yeah, well, as long as it's not Marge. <laughs> he has another job, so mm-hmm. might be a little awkward. Like, Sorry, I can't go stop the robbery. I have to serve food. <laughs> yeah, I'm catering tonight. Hello. No death eaters are allowed. I gotta wash. I gotta wash dishes. You gotta wash dishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta wash dishes. Does that mean you need mm-hmm. to leave us? No, I was just saying that's what Harry would say. He yeah, has to they, wash all, dishes. they always have to. Yeah. They all have to wash dishes every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you Can't go. Can't you just magically wash the dishes? Harry probably could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why we need him. And, and he then, could, well. Well, that's why they need Dustin to come home and he can yeah. just go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can't do it at the location, but once they get them home, they could. Well, no, because he's a muggle-born, so you can't. That's true. Well, that I was... don't know if that's true, because you're allowed yeah. to... I guess no, because yeah, Harry got the, mad at in the holidays thing that you're not supposed yeah. to perform outside of Hogwarts. Yeah, but it's it's not a statute of secrecy thing because you are allowed to tell your relatives about magic and so on. Yeah. But anyway, we there's some sort of weird look in Agnes's eyes. She seems triumphant for some reason. But oh god, I didn't of, notice that the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deadly. He just tries to put it out of his mind. And, but he's got a bad feeling it. about her. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Dudley has to grudgingly agree that she's actually been reasonable in her requests. And um, then after after that, 
they hadn't really heard of, from her, so they're just setting everything up for Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, or for Saturday, I guess. It's now Friday. No, I think it is Friday night, because they're at, Harry and Dudley are at Sarah's football game, and she's doing very well, and it's very cold, and Kate okay. is off catering. Since when do trench coats come in wool? They do. I, I think yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, it's like woolen fabric. It's not like sheep wool, but yeah, it's for when you're wearing them in winter. Yeah. Huh. My coat that I'm wearing right now is a wool blend. I think I, I would have to go and look at it. Because my ex-boyfriend used to wear a trench coat all the time. Yeah, and I don't think it was wool. It was even in the winter. It was probably yeah. what do they call them? They called them fish fish coats. I think is what they were called, and and it's because they're they're slickers. They're more like rain slickers than than a, a coat coat. Was that mm-hmm. the kind that your your friend had? More of like a um, rain slicker. It wasn't. Well, I guess it was long and you know billowy and mm-hmm. yeah, that was it was more of a rain. Co- it was more typically a trench coat is a rain is more of a rain coat, but you can get a trench coat that is a wool blend and it does the same thing, but it just keeps you warm. Huh. That sounds kind of nice. I think I need one of them. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good. If anybody's listening that wants to send Mooney a Christmas present, down here. <laughs> the only thing I miss on mine is it doesn't have a hood, but I put a toque on instead, so it works. Uh, I used to have a nice trench coat. The stupid UPS lost it. Mm. The stupid UPS lost a lot of things I want back. <laughs> <laughs> What is? Oh dear. Why is the UPS have your trench coat? Because my okay, so my dad tried to send me when I was in college my cargo pants and my trench coat that had you know I had like unzipping zippable lining you know so I could take the lining in and out mm-hmm. if it was cold or hot and my and my cargo pants and something else and somehow between getting from where they were and where I was in college it didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Were you and in by then? No. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't think so. And then the other thing they lost was one thing I dearly would give my right arm to have back because of sentimental reasons, but also a heck of a lot of books. Like somehow the bottom of the box just like died and just they all fell out and nobody bothered to, you know, put them back, put it back together again. Yeah. I was like, so literally the UPS guy comes in and he's like, I'm so sorry. He just hands me an empty box. And I'm like, the hell am I supposed to do with this? Oh, I was not happy. I don't blame you. I was really not happy. He's like, you should have taped it up better. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. You should have noticed the box. Oh, never mind. I was like, <laughs> forget it. So we have we have Harry and uh, Dudley watching Sarah's soccer game. And Sarah's doing really well. She's They're winning four to one, and she's scored two goals. So she's the little jock in the family, this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so Harry and Harry's talking to Dudley, and he's talking about you know Quidditch. This the soccer stuff's kind of weird, but Quidditch that's a good one. And how's yeah. Kate's business going, and all of that stuff. And yeah. then the game's over, and and uh, Sarah's like, "Did you see my goals, Daddy? I made three. And he's like, "I thought you only made two. Yes, I just honey. made one. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. So." And they decide they're going to drive to the Weasleys because the Weasleys are having them for dinner. And Harry offers to operate them, but <laughs> you mean you mean having, having them over, them over for dinner? 
You guys are bad tonight. They're not vampires. It's okay. Come to the Not cannibals. But um, the one bit that we skipped over a little bit is Dudley was chatting with Harry about this—the magical honey that she needs to make her her flans that she that he really likes and he's wondering if there's you know more paperwork so that they could distribute it more uh, they'd be allowed to use it more often they're, they're and, use different magical ingredients i think is what the deal is and, yeah cuz yeah they they had a, there was a lot of paperwork for the honey and he doesn't want to do that every time right um, mm-hmm. when she puts another wizard ingredient in and um, he says you should talk to this woman at the Muggle Wizard Relations, and she has the same last name as Agnes, who's doing mm-hmm. this catering tomorrow. And that's okay, like, I don't. Oh, get that's odd. It's how tonight. then they be family because Aunt Petunia's a Muggle and Lily's a witch and all of that. Like I don't, I don't, I didn't get what the conundrum was here. Well, it's just that he thinks it's funny that they have, and he said he thinks to himself, well, you know, magic comes up in certain families and and not not always so it could just be that you know this one is magical but the one that we're catering isn't she's either a squib or oh, a muggle or whatever. I missed that part okay yeah and so they're heading out and they're you know driving along and Harry the deadly finds some music that he's looking for the news but he ends up finding some oh, music God, that I he really this. likes I absolutely love this well tell us about it they're basically playing rock Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah. Harry and the Potters. <laughs> Wizard Rock. <laughs> I did love this. Oh too. yeah, that kind of rock. Yes, mm-hmm. with the W. Yes, rock with yeah. the W. Was rock okay? So they started writing it in 2007. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And finished in 2011. So, kind of in when in the time that it first in? blew up in 2007. That was when right. Um, yeah, that's when Harry and the Potters are. Or... There was that was when Prophecy and um, a couple of the other big conventions were because it was right oh, ar- of... around the end of like the release of Deathly Hallows. Mm. Speaking speaking of rock, well, the Bibbling Humdingers just wrote. I don't think they recorded. Maybe they did record record another song, and it's apparently a tango. Yes, <laughs> uh, and it's um, it's <laughs> Newt. It's Newt in the Arumpet or Tango. Oh, that's what it was. Yes. For anyone, and none of you have actually seen the. Oh, Trisha saw the movie, right, Trisha? Yes, I have. Isn't that the best part? Yes, the. Mm-hmm. I love that part. <laughs> That's my favorite part. The tango. I'll see it in a couple weeks, okay. hopefully. I have no idea when I'm and going to see it, but if you sometime. podcast about it after that, let me know. I will totally come podcast with you. Okay. We should probably not wait that long, but I'm having trouble. Trisha's the only one that so far said that she'll do it with me. So <laughs> that's okay. You and I can just sit there. I got. I'm gonna. Re- I got the. I got the book. So I got the screenplay thing. So I want to. Oh, I want to read that. I know. I want to read it pretty. too. I have not gone to go get it. I did look for it on Audible because I have an extra Audible point, but it's not on Audible. I don't uh, think you're going to have it because the Cursed no. Child's not on there either. Mm. So I think it's going to be, it's going to have to actually be a regular, I mean, it has to be like a regular book mm-hmm. for it to be on Audible. Yeah, that's what I figured. So, so well, Dudley, first of all, Dudley starts singing a song and, and then they can't find anything else to sing along with. And so Harry says, well, why don't you try WBN 190.328? And Dudley's like, what are you talking about? That is not a station. Oh yeah, no, I'm sorry. This is you not a wizard. Hey, I know that I have an app for this. 
So <laughs> yeah. Apps. yeah. Hermione's taught him the charm to make the re- regular radio access the wizard stations. Mm-hmm. Does that work for like, oh, right. They don't have tellies. No, it doesn't work mm-hmm. for tellies. Nobody's, nobody's invented those unless you are in the fix where the twins do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then we have, yeah, are you petrified of being petrified? <laughs> this is a great song. We're going to have to stick it in here. Are you scared to walk through the hallways? Are you worried that the spiders run away? Are you petrified of being petrified? Are we going to have to save the school again? We've got to save Harry is like, um, let's not watch that. Let's not listen to that song. Let's try something let's else. Let's try something else. Uncle Harry, that sound sounds like you in your second year with spiders and yeah. petrification. Um, is this about you? Well, yeah. It's, it's this dumb, dumb American fire. <laughs> they write all their songs about me and the stuff I've done. What are they called? Harry and the Potters. <laughs> But then Dudley gets a phone call. Mm-hmm. And it's Kate. And she's sounding scared and upset. And she says, I need you to pick me up. Do you know where I am? And she's like, yeah, but it, he's like, yeah, but if there's nothing wrong, did Agnes do something to you? I knew she was just a terrible person. Dudley finally gets and off. And she just says, no, she's fine. I need you to pick me up. But she's just, all of her sentences are broken up and she's breathing heavily and her voice is cracking Mm -hmm. and we know there's something going on yes and dudley kind of knows there's something going on too so he says all that he he sort of assumes that maybe agnes and all her friends were horrible or or Mm -hmm. refused to pay her the money or something right yeah he doesn't think they're witches or anything like that he just thinks that they've hurt her feelings so Mm -hmm. they they decide that harry's going to operate to the weasleys and let them know they're going to be late and okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So nobody's spidey senses are tingling here. No. <laughs> Except for ours, I guess. Why? Because <laughs> the plot said Harry's so. Good about this stuff. Well, Harry, Harry's got an inkling something's going on, and he's trying to talk Dudley into letting him come, but Dudley's like, no, it's fine. We don't want to worry the Weasleys. <laughs> and so he and Sarah go off alone to this house. Idiot. Yeah. Um, and um, even Harry says, you know, honestly, Harry, this is what Dudley says. Honestly, Harry, she's one woman. What can she do? And Harry's like, well, that's what they said about Bellatrix as he steps out of the car and apparates the Weasleys. But he, I think that we'll find later that his spidey sense is tingling. Uh, well, it obviously ain't. <laughs> well, not at this particular second, but I mean. Head desk, head desk, head desk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they they go in the house. The door opens, and they go in. And well, first of all, the kid the kid susses it out. Yeah, as usual. Yeah, mm-hmm. Daddy, there's something wrong. I don't want to be here. And he's like, okay. And they turn to leave, and there's a sound behind them, and we hear the word Crucio. Dun dun dun. And I am leaving now. <laughs> so long, farewell. 
So oh, do we why wanna... are we always singing Nazira Sain to each other? <laughs> <laughs> it's a happy song for departures. Mm-hmm. But yes, she's leaving on the cliffhanger. She's leaving on the cliffhanger. Somebody's so shall hers. we leave on the cliffhanger or shall we go one more? Um, either way, it is getting kind of late for you guys, I imagine. I'm 11. Yeah, yeah me too. Well, why and I'm we yawning leave, like crazy. Why don't we leave it here on the cliffhanger? Okay. Uh, and we'll pick it up from 25 to 32. I, I'm sure yeah. it won't be any, that much longer than this one. Mo- yeah. These haven't been very, very long no. chapters. So. <laughs> so we will learn if Dudley gets any more genre savvy after this experience. <laughs> Probably not. If Harry <laughs> Spidey Sense does kick in and he comes to rescue them. But we'll see. Pharaoh <laughs> will rescue them. Now I have the Mighty Mouse theme song in my head. Here I come to save the day! <laughs> That's the one! Mighty Mouse is here we are! <laughs> oh dear, we've got lots of interesting music with this particular podcast. I was supposed to um, start my mar- half marathon training today, and I didn't. But <laughs> yeah, my my teacher that I work with is, was telling me that they, they're training for a half marathon and, and her friend wants her to, to like run the half marathon the day before they're going to run the half marathon marathon. And like, Why? what? That's insane. You don't want to do it twice. She's like, no, no it's good. I'm like, no, it's running. This is bad. Oh my goodness. Well, awful. My, favorite, my favorite thing is when I go to go to these running things and I see people running beforehand and I look at them, I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. Why exert the extra activity? Yeah, really. It's, they're like, it's a warm up. I go, you know what my warm up is? A couple squats, walk around, a couple more squats. All right, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oof. It okay. should be all that exciting lifting the legs and, and, and kind of running little, little, little sprints and stuff like that. Nah, that me. I'm not that dedicated. No. Nope. You'd only see me running if the act the zombies are coming after me, and then I'd probably just give up anyhow. Well, you know, if that if that um, what was that horn thing? The rumpet. The trumpet. Yeah. yeah, the rumpet horn. The if he horn. was after if he was after you, Sue, you you'd be running too. I would probably be running from the rumpet horn. You know. Yeah. I don't think you want to run because then it would chase you. I think you'd want to hold still or curl up into a ball. <laughs> That's true. No, because she was horny. that rumpet horn. That rumpet horn was kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, she was just in heat. The poor was little hippo. The poor little hippo what? was the one that was scared. Oh, I know. I felt bad for the poor hippo. I thought it was a he. I don't know. We weren't sure. Oh, boy. No, I think Newt called it a girl. Newt called, well, yeah, I guess because Newt, Newt tried to get it after him, so it must have been a girl. Yes. Oh, good lord. The, my favorite, that was my favorite part was him doing the, that little dance. And then I watched him on The Tonight Show or on Jimmy Fallon or one of those shows, and he talked about it, and he said, you know, because I said, when I saw it, I said, there are not a lot of actors that would do what he did. Because he totally, totally makes a fool of himself there. 
Oh, yeah. Sorry. But he's getting paid to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are a lot of actors that would look at you and go, uh-uh, no way in heck. And he was like, so I was researching different kinds of mating dances, and then I'd send videos to the director, and they'd go, no, you need to be more seductive. And he's like, I don't oh know God. about this. And then, uh, yeah, so it's really funny. And then he, he teaches Jimmy Fallon how to do, he makes him get up and do the dance. It's so funny. Well, he did a thing, he did a thing before I even knew that was part of it, um, on Ellen, where he had to do animal imitations. And uh-huh. it was almost kind of like that. Yeah. Mm. It was So cute. apparently there were a lot of Potter fans, because Ezra Miller is a huge fan, and Eddie is too, and everybody's just, like, geeking out. Mm. <laughs> it's so cute. Have you seen the video where um, Ezra's going on and on and on about, how have you yeah. not read Harry Potter? What about this part? And he goes into just right. terrifying details. <laughs> uh, it's not like I'm a, a huge fan no, or anything. No, not a huge fan just, or anything. No. no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and Eddie yeah. is his impassioned Hufflepuff speech where he drops the F-bomb in the middle of it. That one's pretty <laughs> funny, too. And he goes, Eddie, you know what? J.K. Rowling says, that's our favorite house. Or whatever he says. <laughs> so, well, yeah, and I saw a thing from Ezra Miller talking about how he was bullied and stuff, and Harry Potter was kind of a release for him. It was mm-hmm. a place where he could hide and be safe. And I think he really drew upon his experiences being bullied to play this this role. Yeah, the poor kid. At least, thankfully, though, his home life was nothing close to, No, you know. No, no. I have the worst time with his name. Credence. Credence, yeah. Credence. Credence and modesty and somebody else. I need to read read that book because I missed a whole bunch of stuff. I think I was too busy just looking at everything that I didn't listen to the dialogue at all. (laughs) To what now? You need to listen to the dialogue. Yes, read the book. I need to read. Yeah, I need to read the book. What, Cursed Child or Fantastic Beasts? Fantastic Beasts. Cursed Child was horrible. Yeah, we don't get, we won't get into that. So, if anybody does read the book and tell let let me know if it's worth getting. Although I don't have the money to get it's it. It's worth now, getting. But, it's beautiful. Okay. It's a beautiful looking book. Just just because uh, it's beautiful. What okay, Eddie what Eddie said was it's not like any other screenplay because Joe wrote it and Joe doesn't know anything about screenplays. So it has this depth of emotion and it, yeah, it, it tells child. it tells about all of the. You know, it's got lots of expression and, um, I, what's the word I want? Like the scenery description. It's got all this description in it that normally isn't in scripts because it's Joe. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I just have not been to the store. I don't want to get it in an ebook. I want to get it in a hard book. Oh, yeah. Book. I got it in the hard book. So basically, like, Joe should have written Cursed Child. Exactly. Yes. She should have. She gave him the premise and that was it. It was, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. No. But, but Fantastic Beasts redeems everything. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for the movie, I haven't got to read the book, book. But like I said, when I was watching Fantastic Beasts, I want to watch it again so now I can listen to it mm-hmm. and pay attention to the dialogue because I was too too enthralled with everything else. And then I had Ulrich asking me, what's this and what's that? So yeah. I didn't get to pay attention as much, but like I said, at the end, there was a point where I was like, where the big reveal was, and like, oh man, I gotta watch it, because I knew I saw something, and I thought it was a clue, yeah. and I wasn't sure, now I gotta go back so I can see if I can get all the clues. Yeah, there's several clues about the big reveal. Mm-hmm. There is, there is, there is. 
Yep. I will have to watch this movie sometime. I don't know yes. when I will have time. My dad is so excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe He's we like, can do that Christmas. It. We can go watch it after, you know, you get home. I'm like, I don't have time to watch it before I get home. Right. Christmas. All right. I am actually yeah. leaving. Right. Yeah, you need to go to bed. Right. So let's yes. say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. You've enjoyed our podcast, and come back next time, and we'll yep. finish out the story. Yep. Yay! Bye! Bye! So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.